Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Welcome to Kings Cast with Eric and Ryan. This is your weekly Sacramento Kings podcast for Kings fans by Kings fans. As always, this episode is brought to you by Ziggy's Smoke Shop. You can follow Ziggy's on Instagram at Ziggy's Stockton with locations in Stockton and Tracy. We are coming off of our Breaking Out of the Offseason podcast episode 122 where Ryan and I came on and talked about Everything as we're going into the season and kind of coming off of a little bit of a dull offseason. But that time's over. King's season's almost here and we're looking forward to it. If you're looking for that episode or any of our other episodes, you can always find those streaming on the Believe Podcast Network or wherever you get your podcast. Bringing in my co-host today, as always, Ryan. What's good? What is going on, everybody? It's been a few weeks. We took a few weeks off. You know, we've, we've been extremely busy as we're, uh, you know, kind of preparing for this new season. And and honestly, we're in the midst of football season, you know, college football and the NFL. So, um, you know, during the NBA offseason, I don't know about you, Eric, but then football games be taking priority. Uh, but tonight we're recording, what is it, Monday night? Chiefs Raiders are on right now. So I got that game playing in the in the in the background. Um, Eric, I just, I just want to say huge parlay this weekend, right? I, I hit on the fat parlay. It was like 300 bucks. And then I've also been doing that prize pick them stuff. So I, I got a couple hundred bucks on the prize pick them this week. So it's been a good freaking week when it comes to bets. And, you know, I just got to throw this out there. Texas beat the shit out of Oklahoma this week in the red river shootout. So, uh, you know, Quinn Ewers is back. So we're on the up and up, man. Overall it was a great weekend for me. Yeah, that's uh, fun, man. Yeah, no, I, right now is about that time where we're going to be coming at everyone, hitting everyone like regular weekly, bang, 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 sometimes a couple times a week. I know we probably have a couple episodes planned right before the season. Our two-part, we always do season preview one and two. We'll hit that probably next week, Brian, because shit, season's almost here. We're looking at it. There's a lot of preseason games going on. It's like, man, season's pretty much about to start. So, um, you know, it's just, it's, it's, I say it's always more fun when to do Kings as for sure when the, when the Kings are playing. And then of course, you know, we always say it's always better in Kingsland when the Kings are winning. So hopefully it starts off great. It looks like it's going to be a, a more fun year than the last couple of years. Looking forward to that. Before we get into it, you mentioned the bets, you mentioned the parlays, Ryan. So the other day I, you know, I was uh Friday, you know, your boy don't work Fridays. I was chilling at home. I had my pest control guy who comes to his monthly rounds, a uh, younger cat kind of around our age. Um, He's talking about, you know, betting the UFC, this and that. And he's like, man, like where he's, he asked me this, dude. He goes like, where do I bet? You know, I don't know how to do this and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, look, man, you know, there's a bunch of different ways. I started telling him, but I said, honestly, dude, uh, just to make the plug, you know, if you're looking for something, you got to check out bet online. And I told him, I was like, we got to, I do a podcast, you know, I have a promo code. So I hit him with the promo code. He put it in. He, he was grateful. So look at football is back. Bet online remains your number one source for all of your football betting needs this season. 
Um, you'll find the latest odds, matchup info, players, news, games, trends. Um, is, and as your continued source for all sports wagering info, Bet Online features live betting, free contests, live scores, and giveaways all season long. Always the fastest and easiest way to bet all of your favorite sports and events like MLB, MMA, tennis, boxing, and even golf. Um, head to betonline.ag to join and receive your 100% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Make sure to use the promo code, like I told my boy, believe, B-L-E-A-V, to receive your reward. Uh, bet online where the game starts. I was reading the poem right there, Ryan. Bet online. You know, we always pump in bet online where I was put, but it says right here. Uh, best way to, to bet MLB, MMA, tennis, boxing, and even golf. But I didn't see the NBA listed. I'm going to have to let them know in an email. Okay, guys, the ad read didn't have the NBA. We always talk about Ryan betting the preseason. And I don't like to be preseason shit. I mean, straight up, preseason is garbage all around every sport. Uh, I was down big. You talked about you were up. I was down big yesterday. I got roasted by a couple games. A couple parlays didn't go my way. And I almost did it. But then I thought about me on the podcast telling you don't bet the preseason because I almost chased almost chased the losses last night and betting the Kings preseason game. Uh, I was like, dude, Kings are trying hell hard. They're going to win. I almost threw down a little 50, you know, just to try to get me back, crawl back. But then I'm like, dude, I'm down so big. If the fucking Kings go down there and lose in preseason, I lose 50. Like I'm going to, it's going to kill me. I don't think I can handle it. So I, I refrained, but you know what I should have done. So that's how it is, Ryan. Hindsight's always 2020 when you don't make the bet. Kings win by like 30. Um, preseason did you have you been watching anything i'm sure you have yeah i mean you follow it right um i i would be lying if i said i sat down and watched every second of the game uh but obviously you know i've been following it. good things from keegan murray right uh you know and every every time i've been seeing like something good about keegan murray since the draft i just think back to that post that believe had me do remember that and it was immediately after the draft literally like five minutes after the draft was over believe the Believe Network wanted me to come on and just talk about, you know, 30 seconds about the pick. Are you happy with the pick? Are you? Ha- and I came out and I'm like, I am so fucking happy. The Kings picked the right person, blah, 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 right? You guys can go find it. It's on my Twitter. It's on our page, all that stuff. Believe Networks called it a hot take. Remember that? They did. Remember Remember they came out on their Twitter page and on, on the Believe Network Twitter uh, feed. They went and posted hot take from Kings cast Ryan. I, you know, I, I don't want to sit here and I, I don't want to sit here and, you know, talk about Keegan Murray already about how great you whatever, Right. But it looks like the Kings did the right fucking thing. Right. Like he's came out and he's led the team in scoring two games. You know, he hitting what was it? Five threes last night, Eric. Is that what it was? was something, it four like threes? That. Something, something like four that. Five I can't or something remember like that. Right now. Yeah. I've been a little busy today, but you know, the stats have been there. The guy looks efficient. He's got the fucking size. He was a, you know, not only was it, I think was the best fit, but it was the need. They need wings and bigs, dude. You know, they, a lot of people want a J 90. It's like, you're just going to add another guard to that crowded backcourt. So everything looks on the up and up, man. You don't want to get too crazy with the preseason. I've been seeing some very notable Kings um, representatives, talking about playoff tickets already and all this. Let's not get, let's not get, you know, ahead of ourselves, but I'm fucking taking off October 20th. Right. Like I'm going, I, you know, you, you know, we got the season tickets. I'll be at the home opener, uh, getting a little loose, you know? So I I'm super, super excited for the season this year. Before we get into more Kings talk, I, I don't want to miss this one, Ryan. I want to hit you with that player real quick. 
plenty of gangs talk. Isn't it nice to come on the episode? I mean, really, the last the last two months, Ryan and I, we get we go on. You know, if you've been listening, you've been loyal. You know, we've we've been kind of putting a little bit of gaps in between the episodes, which we never do. We're always here weekly, but. You know, isn't it nice, Ryan, coming back, staring down the barrel of some games and shit? This makes this way more enjoyable to do. Honestly, it does. It makes well, it makes things that's way more enjoyable is, to do. This is the last episode before the season preview. Um, the season preview for me is what really marks like, all right, it's podcast basketball season, right? Like the off season, dude. It's fucking dry. It's a grind, dude. Doing the podcast weekly. You know, it's a grind in the off season, but you know, that season preview, when we do the two, the two episode, uh, two part episode or show, whatever you want to call it. That to me is when I start getting really excited. I'm not going to lie, man. It still just doesn't feel like basketball season yet. I'm not fully, I'm not fully immersed in it. I'm not catching the, you know, I'm not like super excited. I don't, I'm super excited for the season, but I don't feel like it's basketball season. It's hot as fuck outside, dude. When I think about basketball, I think about wearing my Kings hoodie, dude, and going to the arena. I don't feel like I'm anywhere near that right now. Well, and, and you know, the thing is our, our show, I guess I'm going to skip the, hold on, play for a second. This is our show has always been a reflection of us and reflection of our takes and what we're about. We are not, you know, we are not these journalist dudes. We don't do this shit trying to be big time ESPN wannabes. We don't do that, man. Our show's a reflection of us. And honestly, we were always consistent. Like, we uh, we love the NFL. I got a fucking, my team's tattoo on my goddamn leg, uh, you know, of the NFL. Okay, that's how much I love it. I don't watch the preseason NFL either. I don't, I don't watch yeah, it. Man, I don't evaluate. Yeah. I, don't, I don't, don't watch it. And I don't, I, I would tell you this, uh, I, I have watched the Kings preseasons. But it's on mute. You know what I mean? I had it on the iPad down low while I was watching uh, Sunday Night Football, I think, last night. And I did definitely watch it. And what I do for those is I do watch the 10-minute YouTube clips uh, the next morning. So I get up at 5 a.m., you know, do my workout. My stretch, I've been watching the mornings, the nights before they have games. The mornings of, I'll, I'll watch the, the 10 minutes. Dangerous to do, Ryan, because and guess what? When you watch a game in 10-minute highlights, no one misses a fucking All highlights. shot. And no one misses a shot, so it's easy, but goddamn, everyone's good. Especially when Murray goes like four for five. You know, Fox is three for three from threes. Like, you know, you're like, oh, fuck. Oh, the Kings are so good. So, like, not get not to get caught up, but, you know, I, I just – I'm excited. Okay, I'm going to hit you with the player, Ryan, before I forget, before we get too long in it. Um, you're on a good streak. I can't remember the last one, but I'm pretty sure we've been doing this for like two months now and you've only missed one player and you did get that player on the second try. So I'm going to hit you with this player today, Ryan. It might be, I always say it might be tough and then you come through, but I don't know. We'll, we'll just see. How about that? Okay. This player is, uh, he's retired. So he's currently 45 years old. Um, he is a, he was a, he was a pure center, Ryan. He's not one of these, maybe a forward guys. He was a pure center in his heyday. Um, he played in Kentucky from 95 to 98, drafted in 1998 in the first round, 29th overall by the Jazz. But he was a journeyman, and he didn't play for the Jazz, okay? So here's his team. Journeyman right here, Ryan. 98 to 01, Sixers. 01 to 04, Hawks. 04 to 05, Knicks. 05 to 06, Spurs. 06 to 07, Pistons. 7 to 11, Bobcats. 11 to 12, Thunder, and then he finished off with the Bulls and the Thunder. He was the center, NBA champion in 05, averaged 5.8 points a game. You'll know him mostly, Ryan, from the Spurs and the Pistons, I would think. Do you think you got this one? Spurs and the Pistons? Center. Holy 05 champion. 
oh five champion i mean like dude like the first name that comes you think oh five champion with the spurs center rosh onesterovich um but uh, go say that say the years for the teams again sorry I oh man that's that. a lot that's kind of a lot of repeat i'm gonna give it to you in order okay it's 98 through 2015 it's the sixers hawks Knicks, then he goes Spurs 05 06. What, what year was he on the Hawks? I, I think that's one that's thrown me off. 01 to 04. Oh, dude. You have to get it uh, quick because people have already heard of the people like either get it, you know, when they say piss or get off the pot, bro. Yeah, no, I know, I know, I know. I'm thinking, you know, like, get, give it a guess. Batiste, we got an episode Tony, to do. Tony Batiste. Oh, man. Hold on, dude. Just don't. No pressure, me, dude. He ended with the Thunder in 2015. I don't, I don't know, man. I don't know. Okay, Samuel Dallenberg. I don't know. I could guess. Uh, I want to tell you this, Ryan. The Tony Batie guess was a strong guess, and I was looking at random 2000s NBA centers to throw at you, and Tony Batie almost picked. But I was like, I don't know if he'll get that one. Uh, you're gonna kill. Samuel you're gonna Dallenberg kill. went to Seton Hall. You're gonna kill yourself when I tell you that it's Nazi Muhammad. I should have known that Nazi Muhammad. I know, dude. God damn it, dude. That was dumb. Okay, so here's the re- here's the reason that I here's the reason that I went with Nazi Muhammad, Ryan, because I was I was looking at it and I was like, you know what? Let's look at the opposing team's roster that the last time that the Sacramento Kings were in the playoffs, and I looked at it, and it was the 0506 Spurs, and that's Kevin Martin game time. Kevin Martin Kevin Martin game winner against the Spurs that year. No, that's the last time. I'm like. You know, kind of fitting. I wanted to tie this this time's player into the Kings playoff drought just because we're going to the season. I thought it'd be fun to remind everybody. It's been a really fucking long time since the Kings in the playoffs. Oh, six. I was a junior in high school that started that season. Um, so that's that's over half of my life ago. Ryan, that's a long time. Um, and it's been that long and, and I hope that the Kings can get, can break the drought. We'll, I guess we'll hit that in the, uh, in the preview episode, if we think that's going to happen. Uh, but yeah, fun fact, I finally got you. I am two for like 15 at this point and you're 15 and two. So. Fuck, dude, not, Nazi not, Muhammad. Not I should have known that dude. Cause with the thunder two at the end, he was number two on the thunder, dude. I remember that. Fudge. Yeah, well, you know, kill yourself after the episode. We got a, uh, we got, we got some shit to talk about. Okay, so preseason running. I, I texted. We have the the group chat with uh, some of our friends. The group chat's titled uh, Vladi's Devox. That's an old one. How how old is that group chat, Ryan? Like, I don't know. How long is that thing? Oh, it goes back ten, years. Ten years. It's a deep one. Um, and I texted everyone last night because we're all, we all think the same way. And I was like, you know, I don't want to overreact because obviously we're not those guys and when it comes to the preseason but the, is it is it uh well, I'm going to say it's a stretch to say cuz the bar is so low right is this the most athletic deep team that the kings have had in 10 15 years cuz I'm watching it and I kind of feel like that might be the case this year they're really deep and they're not so top heavy but is there is there a term that's like middle heavy or something like that. Is that a thing? <laughs> Except for some ugly bitch with the fupa. You know what I mean? Is this is that a, is that a thing? Middle heavy. Middle, middle heavy. So what <laughs> you're saying is they have a bunch of good NBA players. <laughs> yeah, they're they're just solid. Well, that's why I said the bar is pretty low. So let's take ourselves back two years ago, Ryan, where the Kings rolled into there with a 
with their starting five, the G League bench, and Corey Joseph. You remember that season? It wasn't that long ago. Yes. And that I would say that year, the year before, every year, pretty much we've done this podcast and every year since. The biggest criticism among a lot of criticisms of the Kings for, for us has been that they just aren't the two things. They're not athletic. They're just not an athletic team, and they're not they're not deep. They they don't have the ability to have the flexibility of lineups. They're not adaptable. They it, one little thing doesn't go right. It's like they can't succeed. And so that's what I'm looking at this year. When I was watching last night, you have Monk, uh, Davion Mitchell, Terrence Davis, Rashawn Holmes. Like these guys are coming off the bench. You know that that that's. That's a sign. That's something through those that that uh, five plus Corey Joseph plus G League when everyone wanted to sign Rashawn Holmes to a billion dollars. Remember, we, we were telling people like Rashawn Holmes really is a bench player. And, and when you have guys like Terrence Davis, Monk and Holmes playing off the bench, you know, when in previous years they were starting and playing heavy minutes. Like that's a good sign of where your team's at when those guys are now bench players, right? That's a good indication. So, um, I guess answer my question, giving me your thoughts on that whole depth and everything like that. Well, it's been a big thing, dude. We've came on here for the last three years and we've talked about how, you know, the Sacramento Kings don't have ten NBA players on their team, right? Like they have ten guys that, no matter what, if the Kings were to be dismantled today, and all those players become free agents, all ten of those guys make a roster and are in the rotation on that team, on, on any team in the NBA, any of those 10 guys are <laughs> seriously, you know, Malik Monk, De'Aaron Fox, Davion Mitchell, Kevin Herter, uh, Keegan Murray, HB Holmes, Sabonis. Those are all starters or rotational players on any team in the NBA. Hands down. I don't think that's into question. And you can't say that for really any Sacramento Kings team over the last 15 years. Well, that's that is. I mean, and that's what I said. It's it's fucking sad to say that, but the bar is literally that low. But it's true, and because it's true, it's it's a better indication of what they could be this year. Um, <clears throat> I think another another sign of that is if you're looking at the bubble right now. So every year, what are the bubble players for the Kings? Um, what's his name? White dude, bunch of years, every a couple of years, Kyle Guy. <clears throat> okay, a couple of years ago, Kyle Guy played minutes in the in the preseason. Okay, and he was. I we consider him a bubble player, and I think the Kings consider him a, a bubble player. But if you remember that, he had a game winner winner against the Warriors in the preseason. Okay, a couple of years ago, and everyone's like, "Oh, you know, Kyle Guy, we might need to see him get some minutes." I think that type of Justin James, we need to see him get some minutes. Robert Woodard, like, Robert Woodard, we need to see him get some minutes. Like, bro, those are G League guys, G League guys, and um, there's none of that this year. That shit is not even a conversation. So if you look at the bubble this year, really the bubble that a lot of people are talking about are Quinn Cook, who's uh, played in the NBA, okay, for a lot of years. He's not just, you know, he's, he's not probably just not going to make the roster. Probably not going to make the roster, but he, he's an NBA player, you know, borderline, but he's, he's played in the NBA large. And then look at the other player, Ryan, that people talk about. It might be Metu. Metu started a ton of games last year, and Metu's played a lot over the last couple of years. And Metu is a guy who, personally, I like Metu. I mean, and, and I'm not overhyping. I, I like him as a player. If he gets cut, whatever, I don't care. But um, he was a he was he was a player that uh, that people were like really he was he was kind of in that that uh, that grouping right the last couple of years. Let's see him. Let's see what he does. He you know is it the, all those guys were their, their only fault is they just need time to develop. That's their only fault that they have. <clears throat> you know, 
None of that, none of that shit this year. And that's what's kind of refreshing about going into the season. Usually you and I are fucking hella hot going into the season because already there's a bunch of stupid ass takes like Kyle Guy and Justin James needed minutes and shit. And Justin Jackson, about you know, a couple of years ago, you know, trying to see optimism and some bullshit. And there's not as much of that this year. And so I'm a little bit more of a, a, a in a good place because of that. Yeah, I think, you know, Metu's a guy. Metu's going to make the team. Let's be real about this. Like, he's going to make the roster. Um, but, yeah, it's a good problem to have now, right? Like, Metu, like you said, a guy who started – I haven't looked in a long time, but if I had to guess, he probably started 15 games last year, you know, and played significant minutes in a lot of games. Um, that guy might not be in your rotation this year. And that's a good problem to have. It's not against him. You like his game. You know, he's got a nice little offensive game. But Sacramento's improved that much. You know, they like they're they're with Rashawn Holmes, Trey Lyles, Keegan Murray, and Sabonis, dude. Like that's, you know, and you know, like that's that's those are bigs, those formidable NBA players right there. You know, like a lot of people have been saying over the last few years is Rashawn Holmes, in some people's eyes, has been the best player on Sacramento Kings the last few years. I don't fucking know how, but in some people's eyes, they truly believe that. So now this guy's on the bench and he's going to come off and play, you know, probably 20 minutes a night. It's a very good problem to have. Metu, Metu 20 games started last year, right? I was going to say 20, but I didn't want to be crazy, but yeah. Metu 20 games started. He played 20 minutes a game throughout the season and he appeared 60 games. I mean, that that right there, and, and I like I said, you know, the Kings are, more thin on the front court. So I guess if, if I'm a bet, what do we say, Ryan? I'm a bet man, which I am. I'm going to bet they makes the roster. But, you know, you see these, uh, I, I don't know if these like Jason Anderson's or some of these guys like follow the team and they're, they've been posting kind of like, the, like their bubble players. And he, he's just popping up on the bubble list like that. And that's kind of what I was referring to. I've been seeing that name pop up a lot. And so, yeah, just that alone is an indication of it. Um, and you know what? I, I every time we talk about the fucking Kings, I keep forgetting about Trey Lyles, dude. Every time, and um, that's an, that's another guy who's who's up in there, up in the front court. Um, I think that. I, I mean, I, just to spoil things, so we can repeat things. I think Davion Mitchell is going to have a big year. I mean, I think that what happened at the end of last year and just kind of the natural curve of growth you expect from guys. I think he's going to have a big year, and that's. Gonna, I mean, the the second unit is kind of full of. You know, it's full of I don't I don't want to be hyperbolic and like be say too much, but it's there is legit scoring kind of scoring talent like Terrence Davis and Malik Bunk are kind of like those heater guys that we always talk about. Right. That's what that was our thing about in the last couple of years. Right. The Kings didn't have any player who like on a random night can go off for like 25 randomly. Not saying that's what they're going to do, but they have the ability to do that. Remember that game where the Nuggets came in and Will Barton dropped like 38 points, you know, and there was like a series of games last year where random teams would come in and random players would just score points. That, that's how the NBA works. Where like, it's not that you do it every night, but you can't be solely reliant on one or two guys to p- produce all of your output and scoring. And so like Terrence Davis, Monk, um, and then Davion Mitchell, like, those guys are not going to be in the starting rotation probably at all. That's kind of, that's, that's something I'm looking forward to right there. Yeah. And they can go off for 20 at any point, dude. Yeah, exactly. You know, like people, you know, people were saying last year with Malik Monk, man, like people think he's better than Buddy Heald last year. Remember that? Like people were freaking, Oh, I wish we had Malik Monk over Buddy Heald. And, you know, and just like you said, that natural progression you expect from a player like Davion Mitchell. Uh, 
at any time, dude, those guys are going to be able to, especially, you know, Terrence Davis too, at any time, 20 points off the bench. And I think for Sacramento to be successful, one of those three guys probably need to be at 15. One of them has to have 15 points off the bench every night, right? Like that's kind of the expectation from one of those guys. Hey, you need to be 15 or 21 of you every single night. Um, But that's, you know, when was the last time you could say that, dude? (laughs) Like we were relying on Corey Joseph off the bench. You know, we were relying on, you know, like they had to move Buddy Heald to the bench. You know, I, I really believe that's a big part of it was because they were just like, dude, we have no scoring. We have none. Like we need somebody who can come in and heat it up off the bench. And now you got three of those dudes. And let's not forget, man, Trey Lyles, he can score, you know, so there's another. And then Rashawn Holmes is, is showing he can get 12 points. So uh, the depth, man, the scoring ability, I'm just, I'm excited. I'm glad you, you, you brought up Davion Mitchell talking about, you know, who's going to have, who he thinks have a big year. I think that guy can be in for a huge year. And I've came on the podcast before uh, probably a month and a half ago, two months ago and said that I think Davion Mitchell can average more points this year than Harrison Barnes. I think he's going to have that type of, um, you know, impact. I, you know, 15 a game, 16 a game. I don't think that's out of reach for Davion Mitchell at all. Going into last season, just seeing it, I remember saying, well, Davion Mitchell, because it was Hal Burton, Mitchell, and I, I remember saying, like, you know, like, upside-wise, like, is, is Davion Mitchell, like, production too far off? I mean, he was drafted higher. You know, he, he is a super talented player. I know, like, that might be egregious for some people to say, but, I mean, Davion Mitchell is going to truly fit the backup point guard role this year, you know, so you do expect statistics to rise because of that, and he is a little bit more of a, uh, you know, create a create a shot score than Halliburton was and Halliburton averaged what he did without even that. So, you know, just the, just the numbers alone, you can expect that. Um, but yeah, you're right. Like just all, all around, it's not like, like an, Oh fuck. Somebody rolls their ankle. Oh shit. We're, we're done. There's no, there's no, like I said, no flexibility of lineups, no ability to roll out there with different looks, anything like that. I think that the Kings, that's what I'm saying. Like, they're not so top heavy and really to be a next level team, that's kind of what is what is required. You need the top two or three guys to be you. They do need to be elite. Like that's just what it is. It's in the NBA. You have to get there. And if not, it's tough, but there are a lot of teams that have gotten really far just because they were middle heavy. I mean, again, I'm not trying to be hyperbolic because it's tough to make comparisons, but even like last year with the Memphis Grizzlies, I mean, the Memphis Grizzlies, Ryan, remind me again, because my numbers are all fuzzy, fuzzy, but they went like 20 something and three. It was like some astronomical, like, 20, like 25 and two or something. crazy. Yeah. Like yeah. an astronomical, like uh win percentage without John Moran. And it was a lot of that because they're just a deeper team, you know? And, and so, like I said, I'm not saying the Kings are going to, do this 50 win shit. I'm not going to say, and you'll find that out when Ryan and I kind of go into that in depth. But what I am saying is that, that, you know, maybe that is, maybe this time, maybe what they have going, the ability to that, maybe that is the difference from them barely missing out on the play on game like they have the last bunch of years. And maybe that's the difference from them getting right in the bottom. I mean, we'll see. Yet to be seen. But it's it, at, at this time, it's kind of like optimism, which going into the season always is. All right. I wanted to ask you this, Ryan, because they've kind of committed to, uh, you know, 80% of the starting lineup. All right. So they were, used, I was kind of surprised about the herder two guard uh, announcement, but then, but then I wasn't cause I'm like, I do like it. Okay. Herder what six, seven kind of guard forward. I think, I think it's a great move. I think it's a great move because of the size. 
um, his ability to slide up and, and bring in another guard. He can still slide up. Um, he's going to kind of play. You know what's funny, Ryan? Is he's basically going to play the fucking Buddy Heald role. <laughs> that, you know, he's going to play that. He's, he's going to, guess what he's going to do? Play around the perimeter and fucking shoot, you know, and probably not catch all the flack from everyone like Buddy Hill did. Do you agree with that? I mean, it just shows that that's what the plan is to play. With yeah, I, I think I think he's a little more versatile scorer. Uh, he's a better defender. He's bigger. So I think he's going to, you know, in terms of you know shooting, yes, I think that's why he's going to be in there. He's going to provide the, the shooting and spacing that you'd want from Buddy Hill. But I think the size and I think what plays into this man is I think that they're they're going to roll out this lineup with Sabonis, Keegan Murray, Harrison Barnes, Herder, and Fox. And I think they're going to go 6-8 across the board. You know what I mean? Like they're, it's going to be that big lineup, but you don't have two bigs and you're just 6-8 across the board, you know, average height. And that's something that we've said Sacramento hasn't had the, the, um, the chance to do that over the last few years. So uh, I think Herder's size is just, I think that's huge, man. They're just going to, you know, defense is about length too. And I think having big guys out there, six, eight dudes with those wingspans is going to make a difference on the defensive end for them. So I, I, I'm not surprised that Herder's in it, but um, they're trying to play off like Keegan Murray's not going to be the starter. Like, come on, man. Well, that was going to be my next question I was going to ask you because there's all this, um, you know, okay, before you say this, oh, I'll say this like this. Okay. There's all this talk about, well, what's going to be the power forward? What's gonna be, and, and is it going to be this? Is it going to be that? Right. All these theories, right? Um, and I, after watching that game last night and seeing what, uh, just seeing, and then it's just even, like I said, not to read too much into it because we fucking shit on people to do this, but like even the summer league stuff, Keegan Murray, the way he, the way he can shoot, it's almost like, like too valuable not to have in there. And I think that some, like a lot of NBA teams, the, the starting five is not the top five players always on a team. And sometimes you kind of throw one guy out there because he's protected playing around a lot of really great players, you know, and then the, the bench can be a little more f- formidable, if that makes sense. And so, like, the thing is, I guess, about Keegan Murray is the dude is uh, he's as catch a shoot as probably most guys on the team right now from the perimeter. I mean, honestly, and I, I don't think that's a stretch. Like, if you're watching him shoot, he can shoot legitimately from three point line consistently like he totally can and so at that point why not have him in there where at for the first part of the season that's all he needs to do is be at the perimeter and fucking shoot it (laughs) you know like why not and i think i agree i think that's going to happen well i think it's just having the size and the the spacing for deer and fox and sabonis you know you're gonna you're gonna have keegan murray harrison barnes and herder out there all six eight all are versatile guys going to be able to, to do multiple things on the defensive end, but all three can knock down an open three-point shot. So that's the big thing. You know, if you don't have Keegan Murray in there, then you start messing with spacing with Fox. And I think it, you know, it showed last year at the 13 games or whatever they did play together that the pick and roll between those two is, is pretty elite. And let's be honest, man, they are the two best players on the team, so you got to get those guys the looks. So and them trying to act like Keegan Murray's not going to be the starting lineup, I think is freaking comical. I, I would be shocked, honestly, if if they if you know next Wednesday against Portland that he's not out there. And you know, if you've listened to Ryan and I, wh- what are we always about, Ryan? We're always about like we're not tripping on rookies getting in there right away, playing a bunch of minutes. Where it's not the case. I just think that his role would be more simplified in the starting lineup. 
because there's less there's just less there for him to be primarily responsible for like pretty much like you said perimeter off less offensive pressure it's more like catch and shoot whereas i think if you put him in the uh second unit you know more attention to him it becomes higher up in the in the in the hierarchy of scoring um and it's not like it's not like there's like some ace defender in the four position floating on the king's roster right now where it's like um yeah, justifiable they don't got, they don't got royce o'neill out there who's yeah play some defense yeah yeah like even like I mean, Kings are low, I'm saying, but like even like Jay Crowder's on the market right now, like the kind of role like a guy like that has played before where you don't really need to score, but but you get some of this other stuff like the Kings don't have that. So you're really pinning them up against what are you saying? Some, you know, uh, some forward on there like that just is. I don't know. It's just, they're not locked down enough to justify it. So I don't see it. I, I'm going to be very surprised if that's not the case. Yeah, 100 percent. 100 percent. He's got to be in the strong lineup, so. Um, yeah, I mean, I mean, I look at this lineup, dude, and I, it, it's really preaching, dude, literally for the last three years we've been doing this podcast, we've come on here every single year. Hey, you need guys with length, you know, you need to be a pro out there with, you know, the, um, diversity of lineups, right? Like you want to be able to go out there and they're not going to have the same, same starting lineup every single night. They can roll different lineups. They can go small. They can go bigger. They have the two bigs if they need to with with Holmes and Sabonis. So um, you look at this lineup, and this is the makeup of a team, honestly, that I had envisioned for Sacramento. They were to take the next step. And, um, you know, it. I I don't want to talk too much about it because we're going to go to the season previews and stuff, but a lot comes down on De'Aaron Fox now, right? Like, I I, kind of feel like it's, you know, the roster's in place. This is your chance to enter that all-star conversation, right? Like you got to come out and perform. This is as good as roster as anybody's had. And, you know, it's a better roster than DeMarcus Cousins ever got, you know, so it, it, they have made the effort to surround him with some talent and they went and got him an all-star in Sabonis. So I uh, kind of feel like the excuses are off now and, and you know, we're going to know here six weeks from now, we're going to know exactly um, what what's going down for the season. So looking forward to it. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm positive in that, you know, uh, that that's going to happen. Um, you know, uh, the, the thing is, is that is that there, like I said, there, there is a natural, um, progression of growth, uh, f- that players do have. And that's the interesting thing about where the Kings are at right now. They're just so young, but not too young to where it's almost like inevitable. Like a lot of the key players on there are going to be better <laughs> this year. That's just going to happen. Like this just inevitable. And so I guess that's why there's the room for the optimism. And then also just the ability to withstand injury um, is a big thing. I think, like I said, just not too reliant on anybody, like not one player at all uh, is going to help them. Um, You know, I, 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 like I said, I don't want to be too hyperbolic. I don't want to be too overly optimistic. You look back a couple, uh, uh, a couple years ago, Ryan, like you said, what we've always wanted. Um, And there was this point, out there in Kingsland where obviously if you follow the Kings closely that so many people wanted to blow it up and restart and do all this. And I think that you and like you said, that vision that you and I had for what they should do, like stay the course, main main, main uh, attain cap flexibility, you know, trade and trade the asset to go get the, uh, to go get the all-star player. Um, and 
basically just just get a, a roster full of NBA players. That's what we. That's kind of what we wanted. And like I said, it, there it is nice to be able to see the opportunity to go into because I think that there was a point where it it was really close where it may not have happened. Don't you think? Like there was a point last year where, where it was like looking like man, are the Kings really going to blow this shit up? Or this is really going to happen? So I guess it's nice to go into the season uh, and not have that happen, and I guess get the opportunity to see to see it. That's that's the biggest thing. Yeah, before, you know, I, I know we're trying to get out of here, but I just, De'Aaron, you know, those rumors came out this week about De'Aaron Fox, about if the Kings at the All-Star break aren't in contention, he's going to request a trade. I just want to, a couple years ago, me and you were talking about this, and we said it was this year, that if Sacramento wasn't in playoff contention by this year, that he would request a trade, and then you'd have to restart, you know, and you'd have to start that over, so. Um, you think there's validity to that? I mean, obviously there has to be, right? Like if they're the absolute shits, he's I, he's gonna want out. But I, I, I don't, don't think that's gonna be the case. I don't think so. I mean, and really, I saw some of his reports when they come from like booty ass sources. I don't really I buy into him like that. And, and it's like, why would he come out and say that right now? It's just somebody. You know what that is? That's someone like us who had that take, and they just want to write that down and make it seem like as its source. It's not like I don't see it going that direction just because. You know, I mean, I know like we as fans, like what, uh, cr- you know, crazy winning and this and that looks like, but we do know what shittiness looks like. We, we're, we're pretty good at that. And I can, t- I just can tell you, and you can tell, you can say this too, Ryan, that this isn't that, sh- this isn't a shitty, shitty team. It's, it's not that. And I still think there's moves to be had too. And you know that. And that's something I think we'll talk about when we get in the preview. We always do, but like there's moves to be had, you know, HB, Holmes. Even some of these guard guys, you know, if it gets a little crowded and some some uh, roles get carved up and someone gets pushed out. So there's a lot of flexibility. There's a lot there. Um, so I, I don't know. I, I'm not going into that. But if the Kings had done that, if they had not invested, if they had been in this in this weird place, totally. This is this is about that time where you start to see that stuff happen. Um, so I think, Ryan, I think, you know what, before we blow our load into the whole season, this might be a good place to wrap it up because I'm, I'm too excited by things. And I think that we have plenty of time to go. So um, I think I'm going to call it there, Ryan. So, Hey guys, we appreciate you listening. If you ever want to interact and be a part of the show, you can always do so by tagging us. You can find Ryan and I on Twitter and Facebook at Kings cast, Eric and at Kings cast, Ryan. Uh, we are active, including our group Kingsland. Join that. Check it out. It's uh, the number one Kings group on Facebook. If you're wanting to get all your takes out there with other like-minded people, check that out. If you want to support the show, please slide down on Apple Podcasts or slide up on Spotify. Leave us a five-star review. It does help us uh, get more Kings fans just like you on the show. And if you want to uh, listen to any of the past episodes, you can do so on the Believe Podcast Network, where we are the Sacramento Kings signature show. So with that, for Ryan, this is Eric. Go Kings. Kings.
Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.